0: dear father in heaven lord we just want to thank you for this time and lord for this uh raw and real um, uh, moment here that we can have together and and to just share some realness with each other and how we can respond Uh, father that i just pray through these scenarios and through these role plays dear father that you will be glorified and our hearts and our minds open dear father to your methods I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Let everyone say, amen. Amen. Hey, so how are you? I'm okay. Something on your mind?
1: Well, I've been meaning to tell you something, but I don't know how to say it. It's just so hard, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: Does anyone else? Uh, what have you been able to talk to anyone else?
1: Not mm-hmm. really. You're like the only person that I think I can trust. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even told my parents. I'm really scared too. But I, I think your parents. You think
0: they'll have a bad reaction or something? Oh, yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just, I just feel like these feelings will go away, you know. I just feel, I feel like I'm attracted to the same sex. Oh, mm. I could see
0: why you're scared about talking about that, and I'm glad you trust me to tell me. Please don't tell anyone. No, of course not. How would you like me to help? What would you like me to do?
1: Well, I'm just just so glad I can tell you tell someone about yeah. it. Yeah. How long has it been going on for you? For years. I just can't hold it in any longer. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm scared. Talking about it really helps,
0: you know? And you're not alone. I have a couple of gay friends. You do? Yeah, I do.
1: Do they come out to you too? or?
0: Uh, I kind of just know. You kind of just know. You know? Mm-hmm. One of those things. Just kind of know. But, uh, you know, I pray for them. And uh, do you go to church at all? or?
1: Um, I do, but I just feel like God's so... He doesn't like what... It, what I'm feeling, and I feel so ashamed to even come to him to pray. Mm. You know, Jesus loves you.
0: It doesn't feel like it. Have you st- spent time in the Word,
1: in the Bible? It's really hard to read the Bible because it just feels like I'm. It just feels like, I don't know, it's not right, you know.
0: Well, that sounds like a conviction, you know, not feeling right. I feel
1: feel condemned. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus
0: doesn't condemn. Mm -hmm. Do you know the story about the woman that was caught in adultery? Vaguely. Yeah. Well are you are you open to Bible study? Would you like to study the Bible so you can really know how God loves us okay yeah and you know what I'd really really recommend if um, i'm a, I'm kind of a counselor yeah and if you need time on a weekly basis to talk and I would need that. Yeah. Would you be open to counseling? Yes. If it's not me, it could be someone yeah. else. That I'm your friend and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No matter what. It That's doesn't change the way I feel about you at all. Thank you. And I'm here for you. And you know what? Just take your time. This is going to take some time. And, you know, it'll be good for your family to know eventually. But if you don't feel safe right now. No, I don't yeah. feel safe
1: but I do feel like I just want to live it, you know, Mm. Um, just my curiosity about it. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what, before we make any major decisions, I think understanding how God loves you and doing some Bible study around just God's love, I think might be helpful for you. Okay. Are you open to prayer? Can I pray for you right now? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were some challenging times there for me even. Because she was pushing it. She was really pushing like I just want to live it. And my instinct what I was feeling was I was really feeling as if um, I wanted to speak to that. no don't do that. <laughs> do that. Don't 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 go don't, don't go live it. You know, <laughs> you, we, we, we feel that panic, right? And you know what? And, and that feeling of, of, of not wanting them to do that is from God. It really is. The thing is, when we're confronted with situations like this, you have to remember it is God you are experiencing, not you. God is giving you a glimpse to his heart, to his pain, to his yearning for his child. Okay, and so that's why we have to be careful. what did Sister White say? A tender, loving deportment i didn't I tried not to react. You see that sometimes our reaction if someone told us, let's do a bad, bad uh, scene. Let's just do a bad scene. I think that'll explain it. <clears throat> let's do a bad one. Hey, how you doing? I'm alright. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got I got something to tell you. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and when I tell you, yeah, don't get mad, okay? All right. Don't don't be you know reactive, whatever, okay? Because this is huge. All right. And I'm, I'm okay. just you know I'm, I'm just I'm sick and tired of lying. Oh, you well, know it's
0: not good to lie, yeah.
1: And I, I'm that's it. I'm gay. <gasps> what? I'm going. What? Why are you well, reacting?
0: Oh, well, I, I just don't know what to say. I don't know.
1: Well, you're not going to love me anymore. Well,
0: are you with someone now? Are you? Well, like,
1: I'm talking to someone.
0: Well, I feel kind of betrayed, you know? How come you
1: didn't tell me this before? How can I tell Pray you? I'm friends with you and everything. How can I tell you? You go to church and, you know, you're probably going to think it's wrong. Well, it is wrong. It's a sin. 1
0: Corinthians 6, 9. Do
2: mm-hmm. you not
0: know the Bible? You go to church too
1: sometimes. Are you judging me now? Well, it's the... No, I'm not judging I'm not judging you. The Bible is. So you're going to tell me I'm going to burn in hell? That's what it says. You because won't inherit the kingdom of God. I can't help this. This is who I am.
0: I was born this way, okay? No, you cannot be born that way. God doesn't let us be born that way. Well, he and did you know what? with God me. God can change you. That's impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. Nothing. You have an answer for everything. Do you don't you? I sure do because it comes from the God's word.
1: <laughs> I'm gay and that's it. If you don't accept me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't. Because what if
0: I hang out with you? People are gonna think I'm gay. I I I can't.
1: I don't think. What is this friendship then? Forget it. We're we're not friends. friends. Fine. We're not friends. Go. I don't care. Go.
0: You you betrayed me. You should have told me this a long time ago. Now that was really extreme, but that has happened, <laughs> okay? Um, especially between friends who have been friends for a very long time, that
1: does happen. It does. Some people go as far as to say, Some people go as far as to say, "Don't you know it's a sin? You're gonna burn." People have said that. Yeah, you know.
0: And we could use God's word in a wrong way, right? You see how I just busted out with that. First Corinthians six nine. We can use God's word wrong in a wrong way. Um, she totally got closed off. Didn't want to deal with me anymore. We're no longer friends, and she just feels more affirmed. All right, All right. So, thank you, my dear sister. <laughs> So depending on the scenario that comes up, um, we might just do a, a negative spoof on it, so then we can see the difference, right, and see how it plays out. Now, what other uh, scenarios might happen? What about, uh, uh, so, there's some research that shows that there's actually a lot of research that shows that if they milkfeed it inside the womb. And that there's high high concentrations or high levels of estrogen that male fiend, that male fetus will be
3: born as a male with a female mindset, and then also vice versa. Um, I have quite a few friends that also they have a, this mindset; they're, they're males, but when you talk to them, they, they're very feminine. Basically. They to cry with you. They seem to be very sensitive. Well, I'm not saying that all women are sensitive. That's not what I'm trying to say. I don't want enemies. But you know what I'm saying, right? When you talk to them, you feel like you're talking to a girl.
0: And that's the thing. I'm glad my brother brought this up because the one thing that we have to remember a woman in pregnancy, during her pregnancy stages, this is critical that the woman is taken care of and understands the stages of pregnancy and what is being developed when. Um, A lot of the brainwashing, Arlene Taylor uh, does a lot of work with the brain. Um, Scott Ritsema here, right? Um, he he specifically does media on the brain, and we had that discussion earlier about how media has really propelled this issue in, uh, in in the nation and all over the world. But pregnancy, pregnant women, if you're planning on getting pregnant, please take into consideration and really study the stages of pregnancy. What is being developed in your child at during what stage? Um, because they say a lot of the emotional state of the mother during pregnancy affects the fetus Um, emotional physical spiritual mental state of the woman really affects the fetus um, in this chemical balancing time and there's a critical time when the fetus is getting this um, the washing of hormones through the brain Um, it's very critical so are we born that way we're born into sin brothers and sisters we can be. right? Our genetics is far from what it used to be and what it was intended to be. So what's the scenario? So let's say
3: you, you have a friend or you meet someone uh, and they tell you that I, I was in fact born gay. Mm. Um, I have these negative tendencies since I was, as far as I remember, I've always been interested to say it's a man. So I'm always interested in men, these kind of things. Um, how can you tell me that I'm. I'm in the same year. By you telling me to change, you're telling me
0: to basically not be who. Well, why don't we just do the scenario? Come on up here. It's okay. Just act a little feminine and be the friend that you're talking about. Hi. Hi. How are you? You know, <laughs> it's a nice day. Yeah, it is. I'm glad we get to hang out.
3: Man, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, I've I've been a Seventh-day Adventist for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like I w- I won't actually be able to be baptized as an Adventist.
0: Oh, why is that?
3: Well, I like men. Okay. And I, and I, I've always had this tendency. What can I do?
0: You've always I had this since you were born, really. Wow. Well, it kind of makes sense, you know think we are all born into some sort of tendency brother but what's your feeling about like what what would you like to do about it what is it that you're
3: well can God accept me and can God really change because I I love the Lord and so I'm willing to give up my tendencies if I have to but I just don't see how it's going to happen I wake up thinking about men I go to sleep thinking about men and when I see a man with black, I can't
0: but love it. Yeah. I think about men all the time now. But anyway. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> Oh. So what can I do?
3: What would, he, what would the Lord have me do? Can he really actually go inside of me and change the hormones in my brain and all these things to make me...
0: Well, you know what, brother? You know, it's great that you, I think it's a great thing, and it's a God thing that's happening with you right now that you're questioning even all of this. Because, you know, God wants us to reason with him. He wants us to, you know, struggle with him. He wants us to strive and wait on him to see what he can do. It's hard to see something that hasn't happened yet, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you don't see it happening right now.
3: So you're telling me that God is going to take out my brain and put a new brain inside my head.
0: He can. He can change that. But you know what? It's not so much on what you need to do. It's about surrender.
3: But I can't surrender.
0: What I don't know that? how. You don't know how to surrender.
3: I, I try and it's just, you nope, know, it's mine. Or I, I, I say, Lord, you're mine. But then the next day, I completely forget about it. And am just doing, like, it's just my natural thing. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Because I pray to the Lord, I say, Lord, help me with this, but then, but he's, he's going to help me for one day, and then the next day he's not? What's up with that?
0: Well, God is always with you. Jesus is always with you. And he leaves us to make our own choices.
3: Sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more about how this person would be. Yeah. Um Uh, that's, that's nice. There's a real conversation that I've had with someone. That's why. Yeah.
0: And like you were saying about, I don't know how to surrender. And one of the things that we have mentioned, especially with young people, there you know young adults and young people, we need some sort of um, a practical way of seeing what the surrender look like, right? Um, we need to understand what what does that mean what does that look like and so we i had suggested you know take a piece of paper you take a piece of paper and during a time of temptation any kind of temptation um or struggle you take this piece of paper and you crumple it up and while you're crumpling this up you in, your intention is to talk to god through this thing and surrender is about transparency authentic and genuine, being genuine and authentic and transparent with God, okay? So during that's what surrender is. You're being real with God, and you're taking this piece of paper and you're wadding it up in a little ball, right? And you're saying, okay, Lord, you know, I really want to do this more than I want you right now, but I'm putting it in this ball. I'm making this ball of paper, and I'm just going to give it to you and you have a special nightstand or a special table in your room, and you're going to put this piece of paper all balled up, and you're going to say, Lord, I just leave it here with you. I leave it at the foot of the cross here, and I'm going to go on with the rest of my day. And maybe throughout the day something else comes up, and you're doing this ball of paper, and you're talking to God, and you keep it, and you go back to your room, and you put it there. And through the week, you're doing this. And by Friday night, sunset, you could count how many times you've had victory because you gave it to God, then acting on it or try to save yourself from it. Right? So, Friday night, you get to count how many times you've had victory, and you could throw it away and start clean again, Sabbath morning. And sometimes we need this visual, we need something practical to understand what surrender is. And just remember, surrender is being authentic, transparent, and genuine with God and with yourself. The, the Bible tells us the truth will set you free. Yeah. Amen? And so in some ways, and people coming out to us, like Lisa was portraying and what like our brother here is portraying. What's your name again, brother? Timothy. Timothy. That they're coming out is a way of telling the truth finally. Right? God can do more now because it's out, it's in the open. It's nothing to be devastated about. we got to take it in our minds and say, This is good. This is, you, this is good. The truth will set us free. You've got to remember that when someone is coming out to you. You don't tell them that, you remember that. A good thing that they're coming out to you because now it's out and open, and now you know what to pray for. Now you know how to support this person. Now you know what Jesus needs you to do. Amen. Yes, sir. How you feel with an atheist? Um, do do? An atheist who's gay? So what would they how would they are they coming out and saying that they don't believe in God? I
4: mean they're already coming out, and and they have no problem saying this, it. that of course parents are not and and talk about their own data community and so to me highlight
1: Okay. I can it and
5: then to do
0: it with You know what? We never about you coming out. How was <laughs> the How was you So, <laughs> sister, excuse me, are you a counselor? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the therapeutic laws now, right? That we can't even send our children to therapy to change their sexual identity—that's kind of still kind of hanging, or it's kind of kind of gone through. Okay, so you know what, brothers and sisters, here's the here's here's one point that we need to really um, consider is that we as Christians are being, we are now being confronted with a lot of legalities, right? And we're literally being forced to not be able to do say or do anything anymore, right? And the one thing we also have to realize is that people are going to disagree with us. And there's nothing we can do about that. We're not going to force them to agree with us, right? One, that's not a Christian thing to do. Uh, secondly, um, leg- legality-wise and political-wise, we're being forced now to not be able to do anything but just love them. Think about that. Legally and politically, we are now being just forced. We're being put in a position that all we can do is love and serve. It's the. It's. It. It, it is what it is. And and we Yeah. Yeah. So servicing him, the times of do you want to role play that out? (laughs) Why don't I be the atheist? And you be the
5: Hi, what brings you to session today?
0: Yeah, I'm, all right, I'm glad I'm here. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on for you right now? Well, right now, you know, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of all this religious stuff.
5: Mm. you yeah. know. Okay.
0: What kind of stuff? Tell me about well, it. Well, I don't believe in God for one. I don't. And you know, and my parents is just constantly putting me giving me this pressure to believe in him and i just don't how mm. can i believe in him i'm, I'm gay mm. you know
5: so uh. the concern comes from your parents or is it because you're gay or is it because what, you, what is it about that well i think
0: well i think they think i'm gay because i'm atheist mm. you know um but i've never really believed in god and i came out later on that came out later on in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but I never believed in God. Mm.
5: So I'm hearing a rejection from your parents and perhaps they're tiring you that because you're an atheist you might Well, they keep the telling me to go listening. to church. They keep telling okay. me to go to
0: church and I don't want to go to church. Mm.
5: And then what's that? I hear that you feel rejected. Is that something that could be... Uh, uh-huh. I really care less
0: it. if they reject me or not. You know, but mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be nice if they could just respect what I believe. Mm. You know, and respecting me doesn't mean telling me going to church. Mm. They don't respect me. I don't know why.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And what makes you say that they're not respecting? Because you? they're constantly badgering me to go to church, and I don't want to go to church. And if they respect what I believe, they wouldn't tell me that.
5: So what would you like? to happen instead, do you have an idea and a solution?
0: I don't know. I've told them so many times, just respect what I believe, and they don't listen to me. So respect? I'm I'm nothing to them, you know.
5: So so you're saying respect, believe. Do you have something else that you would like somebody else to tell you, or to approach in a different way, perhaps? I can't tell people how to approach me.
0: Okay, they're gonna approach me the way they wanna approach me.
5: But how about for the ones you love and care? How's that going for you?
0: I try, like I said, I try to tell
5: my parents.
0: Mm -hmm. You don't get it. Mm Sorry, you don't -hmm. understand.
5: You know what? I think you might be right because I cannot be in your position, and I think you're totally right. I may not even get it. However. I think the fact that you came here and we are talking and you're telling me something very important of your life you know? tells that, you know what, you do care. And you're willing to talk to somebody. And I'm thankful that you came in today. Thank
0: you. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Okay, what other scenarios? Why don't we have... Uh,
2: What's in our, you got one? I was, I was asking a question, uh, before you came, that there's this, uh, I listened to this one uh, talk, radio talk show host, no, he's like the co-host, uh, a guest host on this one show, talking about how he, uh, just because, you know, Christian's book book says that, you know, his life is, lifestyle is a sin, and it's abnormal, doesn't make it abnormal, doesn't make it a sin, and that he actually tried, for years to uh, follow what the book said and trying to give up his homosexual lifestyle trying to ask God to take it away and uh, it just never worked and so I was just curious what you would tell, tell him, uh, a, a gay guy that says, I try Christianity, I try to have God give me the victory and, and it never worked, you know, so so it's like obviously this is normal, this is natural, It's nothing wrong with it, you know, I'm totally justified in being gay. So.
0: Hmm. Okay, let's play that out real quick. Come on up. So you're going <laughs> to... A little bonding there, a little testosterone going on here. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so it's like we're,
2: we're, we've been friends for a while, and uh, I mean, I don't... is, is it going to be like, I don't know, you're Seventh-day Adventist, and... Uh,
0: I guess we've been friends for a while, and you're just on a rampage, and you're telling me all this stuff about okay. about yourself, and that you just listen to this program, and you're just
2: right. tell well, me about. I'm the guy that, uh, yeah, the gay yeah. guy. You know what I really hate? What? I hate these Christians. They that, that constantly keep saying that that, that I, I need to change, and that I need to, you know, you know, their their Bible, their their book from the Bronze Age, from the Stone Age, condemns my lifestyle. You know who I am. Who I naturally am.
0: Where is this coming from? Bro? Where
2: Where is this coming from? Yeah. What, what well, sparked you? Because, because I run into Christians, you know, Christians every day, you know, and, and uh, I mean, maybe not every day, but, you know, it's like they're supposed to be loving and, you know, you know, I, I thought Jesus was a God of mercy and everything. And they're, they're constantly telling me, you know, that, that uh, my lifestyle is a sin, and you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I got to change. You know, uh, OK, I, I, I uh, let me modify what I was saying you know there there are some christians that, that that say god can change me he can heal me but it's like i don't need to be healed this is this a disease it's not a disease i've always felt this way you know it's it's like i even tried you know i even tried to you know my, my parents kept urging me go to church you know follow jesus he can heal you he can take it away i prayed many times lord you know if 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 this ain't normal if this is a sin for me to be gay then then, then take it away take it away from me you know, and, and you know, he never took it away. I mean, I, I kept, yeah, <laughs> just feeling naturally attracted to guys. Zero attraction to, to women. So, you know, it's like, where, where do they get off saying these things, you know? Why, right. why, can't, why can't they just see me as naturally normal? You know, I, I, I hate the way they're always, you know, try, trying to heal me. You know, like I'm, I'm a leper or, you know, or something. You know, mm. or I have cancer. This is not cancer, right? It's, it's me. It's who I am.
0: Right. Well, um, have you been to church? When was the last time you were in church, bro?
2: Probably about, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago. In life. I, but I told it you. It's a long right?
0: time. Yeah, I know. I, well, you're not listening. I said, I'm, no, I, I'm I prayed many
2: times. I know. I said, take it away. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, so it's like, there's, yeah, you know. Um, I, don't you think I'm fine the way I am?
0: I accept you the way you are, brother. Thank you so oh, much. I'm not somebody to tell you. To do otherwise but um, I think you know what do, do you do you really know how God loves you though
2: I mean I people mean,
0: are imperfect they're not going to show you the right way everyone's a sinner
2: right we
0: all have some sort of flaw in us yeah. we all have some source of struggle
2: well, let me let me ask something but
0: God loves you
2: is he going to take me to heaven and let me still be gay in heaven?
0: Sin won't be in heaven.
2: Okay, so if my life, I mean, if the way I naturally am is a sin, then he's, then he's going to kill me. He's going to burn me in hell.
0: Well, we need to understand, first of all, what is sin? What does sin do to God, first of all? And why does God care so much about sin? What is sin? Would you be open if I show you a verse in the Bible right now?
2: I've, I've had so many Bible studies, <laughs> so many people trying to indoctrinate me, man. I know, you know,
0: I know, but it's not, about, it's not about that, though. But I think this will really help, really help you see where God is coming from, not where all these people
2: are coming from. Hmm. What, what verse is that?
0: It's in the book of Romans, chapter 1.
2: And What, what does it say?
0: We need to understand what what sin really is. Can I open it up for you and read it?
2: Sure. It's just I, I just hope this doesn't end up with, you know, asking the point where I have to change because I just don't see. I can't change. I can't. It's impossible.
0: Yeah. yeah. But let me read this. Is that all right? Sure. Go ahead. I, I want to do it without your permission. You know, I okay. just want to make sure that you're okay with that um so i'm just going to say a brief word of prayer is that okay 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 Um uh, dear father in heaven lord i just want to thank you so much for giving us this opportunity with me and andrew to look at your word together and really understand father what sin really does to your heart i thank you for this time in jesus name amen yeah. um, so it's in the book of romans chapter one And you know, you've been exposed to church. I wouldn't be really doing I wouldn't really be doing this with someone who doesn't want to do this. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. Because he was willing and he was open, I asked his permission. Did you get that? Always ask permission. Um, in the book of Romans, chapter one. So Andrew, if you can read it for me. Is that okay? Okay, Okay, awesome. So read verse 24 and 25 for me in chapter 1.
2: Wherefore God also gave them up to their uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So What does that mean?
0: What do you think it tells you?
2: (laughs) Okay, well... That apparently, I mean, it says they turned the truth of God into a lie, so.
0: (coughs) What's the lie?
2: What's the lie?
0: According to that verse in 25, it says, according, yeah. So what's the lie? According to verse 25, what's the lie? Uh, You tell me. It says here, worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. See, this is the crux of our sin problem, is that we're serving ourselves more than God. Sin is sin, whatever it is, and what okay. and and God loves us; He accepts us just as we are, because you know there's another verse in the Bible that tells us that He died, yet while we were still sinners.
2: Okay, well that's that's all well and good. I've heard that all before, but uh, are you saying that God didn't create me gay? He didn't create me a homosexual,
0: brother? I think he did. No, I I can't tell you that either way, but I do know that. That we're all born into sin.
2: Okay. okay. I think this is yeah. going to take more time. <laughs> yeah?
0: Because um, he's just... Um, does anybody have any input? Pointers? Okay. So in this type of situation, an invitation for further Bible study is good around God's love and what sin does to God's heart. You see how I'm mentioning specific certain Bible studies to do? Right? Does that make sense?
2: Okay. But you did a great job. Yeah. Oh. Not, uh, not condoning my sin or my, my sinful lifestyle, but not condemning me either. But
0: I think the biggest part to this conversation, to this scenario, is asking permission. And if they say no, respect it. Okay? Amen. Thanks, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another scenario. Okay, what time, how, how are we doing with time? Because there's a couple scenarios I really want to touch base on.. Mm. Okay, we have till 12:30, so we're still good. Everyone doing okay so far? Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> One of the scenarios that I really um, really would like to really touch base on is a parent and child situation. Uh, we're going to show two different ways. Lisa? I don't want to subject a parent to this unless a parent wants to. Because um, uh, this is this is pretty raw and real and difficult as it is. So mm, we're going to do two different ways. Um, you're going to stay consistent in your character on um, the bad and the good. And... Um, my response will be the one that will be bad or good okay so you're going to stay consistent in your character so lisa's going to be the child and i'm going to be the parent and we're gonna do the um bad way first or actually i won't tell you which one we're doing <coughs> and it's good we didn't Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, So this is going to be a parent-child situation. Um, Here's the scenario. Young adult, late teens, young adult coming out to her mom. So honey, how have you been doing? I've been calling you a lot and you don't answer. Um since you moved away from home, I hardly talked to you.
1: I know, I know. I just have a lot on my mind.
0: I ended up calling one of your friends, and they told me that I need to talk to you about something. So they wouldn't tell me what it was. I hey, mean, Do you need money? Are you okay? Uh, I'm okay. I how school? Yeah. Is your grades all right? You know you need to get into that doctorate program. And finish your PhD and everything, so, or in, 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 in finished medicine.
1: I know, Mom. So, okay. I know.
0: So, are your grades okay? Yes, they're okay. They're just okay? Are you getting good grades? That's not the issue
1: here. Oh, okay. Well, well, what is it? Can, Can I just talk? Okay. Just don't, I need to say something. Okay. Okay. And I don't want you to start talking while, while I'm talking cuz I need to say something. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <sighs> this is hard for me, but I'm your mom. You could tell me anything.
0: <sighs> okay. Yeah, yeah, just, All right.
1: Okay. Then just spit I, it out. I, mom, I I have these feelings. We all have feelings. I have feelings, too. Just wh- hold on a minute. Let me talk, okay? I, I told you I'd, I want to say something, okay? <sighs> Always do this. <sighs> I-, I have these feelings, and I, I think I might be... Don't Are you me. dying? You have cancer? Mom! <gasps> No. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay. <sighs> okay. I, I, I just think I'm I just feel I'm different. <sighs> different, honey, because you're smart and look you're
0: beautiful. Oh my. You take after me.
1: Mom, no, that's not it. Okay? I have these feelings. And I'm, I just feel I'm gay.
4: What did I do?
1: What? I'm gay, but, you know, I didn't tell you this to hurt you. Okay? But it's hurting me. I didn't mean to. This is, this is how I feel like that I am. How could you do this to us? I'm not doing anything you. Paying for your school you. and I'm not doing anything you to you. How could you do this? I didn't do anything. This is how I, I feel. This is how I am. Do you know what God says about? that? I have a feeling, but you know what? He hasn't done anything for me to change me. So this is who oh, I am. Oh, you need to speak. I can't handle this anymore. I I, I can't. I I can't hear anymore. Well, you said
0: I can tell you anything. Uh, Not this. I can't. And then you're going to take it back? No. You need to What are you
1: going to do? Honey,
0: please talk to your daughter. I can't. Are you going to reject your daughter? I'm not. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this.
1: I can't believe this is happening. Well, I can't believe you're just not listening to me. (laughs) And then you're going to (laughs) cry. I didn't mean to hurt you, Mom. (laughs) I'm just telling you the truth. (laughs) You always said you better just tell me the truth all the time. I'm telling you the truth. This can't be the truth. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. I'm just telling you. I feel guilty. This is my fault. It's no one's fault. I'm choosing this life. I'm sorry. Done. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a very hard situation, isn't it? I mean, as as we were even just laughing, but it is a very heartbreaking situation, and these emotions, um, especially when parents are just clueless um, and not a fault of their own. Um, it just really is so random. It just comes from left field, you know. And the daughter's been away to school, and also the daughter's coming back, and she's dressing differently, and and they have this conversation. And most of the time, parents do come across certain information indirectly first, and they're not going to bring it up, right? And that's usually the case. <coughs> It takes a long time for a child to come out to their parents, and we have to understand it's a very brave thing to do. Um, what do you think was bad about that <coughs> situation? I don't want to be show any to
2: even any kind of empathy.
1: But as So the mother, to dead, oh, didn't yeah.
4: have a good, that just from the... Oh, oh, the, bomb
0: Right. <coughs> Do you just. You just hit it. Knowing the times we're living in, we can now try to prepare. We want to have more proactive responses than reactive responses. And there's a difference there. And I want to encourage and empower parents to be proactive around their children, starting at a very young age. If they start asking questions, it might just show that they might be ready for an answer. A lot of parents ignore their children's questions. Some kids start asking questions at seven and eight years old. And we have to be ready to answer them. Because you know what? If the parents are not ready to answer them, their child is going to go somewhere else to find the answers. Someone else will be teaching your child. Now, as Seventh day Adventist Christian parents, we need to be a little proactive. You know, God is a God of order. Amen? Whether you just got married and you're planning children, study what's going out there in the world. What is my child going to be exposed to? And this is what people who are engaged, getting ready to maybe be married or just newly married, need to really consider <coughs> in having children know what you are bringing up your child in and understand it and be ready to comfort and to answer your child's questions
1: something to say too yeah uh, something to add um the reaction is huge if someone is coming out don't be like what um just try to Keep your composure, you know. You know because the reaction is is what is going to uh, say to them whether you will accept it or not. What they're saying.
0: Yeah, because our reaction is going to tell them whether they're accepted or not. Right. Our reaction is going to say if we love them or not. I see a hand here, a hand there, and a couple of hands over here. Go, go
4: brother. And you say, "Well, I'm brave that, that you told me, but I'm not ready to." I don't have a response, and then just say, "We'll come back to this later." We're gonna
0: do a good. Uh, uh, we're gonna do a different style, of good reaction, so you can see it, um, sister. I just wanted to remind you, know, why you that you got to hear the mother's
4: name South the if you got what would you do the the to the the
0: It's human nature for us to want to make sense of things right away, right? And that's our human nature. We don't have patience. Um, we're very impatient human beings, brothers and sisters. All of us are uh, to some extent. And so, our our desire, our want is to is to try to make sense of everything, right? I thought I saw a hand back here.
4: Exactly.
0: So away from that kind of involuntary or voluntary Yeah. Yeah, and we and, and thank you for that, sister, because culture does play around with it. Uh have has something huge to do with this. Um I'm, I'm finding a lot of Asian and Latin cultures have a very difficult time in in addressing this issue. Um, I'm not saying that the uh, white American don't they do too, um, but there's a cultural spin on things, you know, um, out of respect for the elders and 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 things like that. We we need to take that into consideration as well in raising our children. Um, and and sometimes where parents often raise their children is because the way they were raised. And so and this is the way brokenness gets passed on from generation to generation. Good things get passed on too. But this is why sin follows the third and fourth generation, It's because of the patterns. What um, unhealthy patterns have gone through the generations. And to nip it in the bud. Let this be the last generation. Let God's healing take place. Amen. And oftentimes, as parents, we take ownership of our children, right? They came out of us. <laughs> we take ownership over the nine hours of labor, you know, and pushing them out. We take ownership over our children. Somebody touches our children, Mother Bear comes out, right? Papa Bear. Seriously, don't you dare look at my child like that. You get all wild-eyed and everything. What did you say to my kid? You know, right? We take ownership. But brothers and sisters, we don't own our children. They are God's property. And oftentimes when we see our children struggling, yes, it's heartbreaking. All valid, justifiable heartbreaking for a parent. I'm not taking that away. But we often forget that Jesus died for them too. Right? Everything just goes out the window. And we go to worst case scenario. You're going to go to hell! Right? We forget that Jesus died for them too. And they are God's property. We are just guardians, managers, for them. We're going to do a good one. Just do the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're
1: home this weekend, honey. So am I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since you've been home. I know. I've missed home so much. But, um, I mean, your schedule at school must be really busy, huh? Because I called you a couple of times and I just didn't hear from you. Yeah, I just had a lot on my mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but I've been meaning to tell you, Mom, something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want you to react, okay? But uh, I just, I, I. I have these feelings of, and and I feel different. I've been feeling different for a long time. And I've been keeping this in for a long time because I don't want to hurt you you and Dad. Okay? Or the family. I don't wanna hurt you guys. But I can't I can't take it anymore. Okay. And I just feel you know that I I feel
0: what is it, sweetheart?
1: I, I just feel, been having these feelings for the same sex, and mm. it, you know, I try to, you know, to to ignore it, but I can't, to, I can't ignore it. I feel like I, I'm a gay, mom. I, I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. How long has this been going on, honey?
1: As long as I can remember. I've never told anyone. Really
0: yeah, I have to say this is you know taken me by surprise, but sweetheart, that must have been really tormenting for you. It, it was. I'm really glad you told me.
1: It's hard. yeah, it's really hard. I feel like I'm not normal. We're
0: all not normal honey.
1: I don't no feel like God can. loves me, you know, and God loves you even more.
0: Sweetheart, remember what Sister White says? That in our darkest hour, God is the nearest. How come he feels so far away? He's not far away. The enemy wants you to think that, and me and your dad will always be here for you.
1: How come he's not helping me?
0: He's right there. And we're going to pray. And I want you to know that you, you can trust me and your Father, and we're going to be here for you. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, it's gonna, Yeah, it's going to just take some time for me to just digest this. And I, I just really want to know how to um,
1: support you. But I want you to know that I love you. It doesn't change my love for you. I just didn't want to hurt you guys. This is just how I feel. This is not about us.
0: We know that you didn't intend to hurt us with this. Okay? Let's pray. You see how I moved in a little bit closer and Uh, touched her a little bit and got affectionate and that can be also applied with friends um, if they are the touchy-feely kind but just even touching them is very comforting you know Um, uh, the mother just really listening but the mother was being real also she was she was saying you know this is going to take me some time uh, uh, you know but I want to be here for you and that took more precedence over her discombobledness you know (laughs) what I mean um it's not to say that it wasn't there, but that is for every, any parent, right? Um, but she was honest about it. She said, um, you know, I'm, this is going to take some time for me to, to, to digest, sweetheart, but I'm here for you. Please know that I love you and I'm here for you. Uh, and, and that's, you're being real, you're being honest, but you're not letting the emotionalism take over. And that's the thing that the enemy will play with, is our emotions. This extreme emotionalism. It's okay to get teary eyed because you know what? I would have gotten teary eyed because knowing that my daughter has been holding something in for so long. Imagine. Now, here's the concept here, brothers and sisters, to understand God is love. Amen? Love is other centeredness. Amen? So, saying this is not about me and your dad is important for them to hear because you're not making it about you, right? Your focus is them. Your love is other-centered. Your love is them, right? And what's best for them. Answers are not going to happen right at that moment. Um, Her gaining victory over that is not going to happen in a split second. And parents need to understand, she said for a long time, we need to understand when our child comes out to us, this is not just something that just happened. This did not happen overnight. This is something they have been in torture and torment with for a long time. And we need to have compassion towards that and not see it as a rebelliousness. Sin is rebellion in of itself against God.
1: Amen? There's... um. Also, I just wanted to add that with the person coming out, the, the son or daughter, there is a lot of fear to impact the family um, in a big way. My mom, she was going through a lot. You know, she, my dad had a stroke. Verna had come out like really early on. And so I saw that affect her. And, you know, I was so scared that if I had told her, this was just going to kill her. You know, um, and so that's the kind of fear that someone who is in the closet struggling is feeling. Um, it's it's like the whole world's going to end, feeling. You know. So yeah. And
0: we need to understand that a lot of times the child is going to blame themselves for what's going on in the family. Um, they're going to take responsibility for not. Um, and taking on the burden, they would rather not tell you and see your heart broken and go through this by themselves. Imagine that. And if they're going through it by themselves and the truth doesn't come out, the tendency of that, you see, brothers and sisters, we need to understand that sin thrives in secrecy. So that's why I said earlier, when someone is coming out to you, praise the Lord. Seriously. Praise God, someone's coming out to you, because
1: the truth will set them free. Amen? There are high stats um, that I looked up years ago about teen suicide. And the percentage of teens who were in the closet, couldn't tell their parents, is high. Because they, they perceive it to be something that could never be told in the family. So the family needs to be the safe haven for them to tell truth. And a lot of Christian
0: families, if you go to San Francisco and you go to the hate district, there's a lot of homeless youth, homeless teenagers. They would rather live on the streets than live in their homes. And also because their parents kicked them out. And so now you have this domino effect. Now you have young, LGBT, early teen youth people out on the street getting into prostitution and doing drugs because that's where they ended up having to go. And to this day, I still hear Christian families kicking their kids out. They stop paying their school. Um, it's, It's all based on condition. And so basically, that tells the child that it tells the early teen or the young adult, my love was conditional. My love was only for you because you met certain criteria. And now that you're a disappointment, now
1: that you've hurt us, all of it is gone. Get out. And, and this has happened. A lot of people, they, they would struggle with self-hatred. With, you know, this kind of scenario of being kicked out of the house. My mom and dad, they hate me. They think I'm... Basically, I'm dead to them, right? So normally, they will have a kind of self-hatred. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. And a lot of the young, and a lot of it, there's some horrific
0: cases of child abuse going on in the home. Um, And because the parents want to cover that up, they have the child leave the home. So there's lots going on. It's not just that. And and another aspect that we want to bring out is a lot of parents do blame themselves. And this is not about finding blame. It's not about blaming anyone. But this is about confronting the patterns that may have contributed to the child's struggles. Okay, Unhealthy patterns. Codependency, we see a lot of codependency issues between mothers and their sons, especially among single mothers and their sons, because what has happened on an emotional and physical level that the son has had to fulfill the role of the father and the husband and those those emotional expectations. And so there's codependency is very lethal, Codependency is very subtle, and it's a killer.
4: Can I ask about that? Sure. So, if you're a
3: child, what would you do? about it? If you do know someone that is in a codependency situation, their mom is depending on them, uh, even to the point of being jealous of the boy uh, of the girl. Uh, what do you do? Like the same, the same attention that's given to the girlfriend, the mother feels she should you get the exact attention. Um, the
0: in the house. I think um, if you're an outsider and you're looking into this family and you see this dynamic uh, start ministering to them um, win their trust um, and uh, at some point hopefully suggest counseling um, it's a r- really complicated dynamic because here it is, it's very deceiving People who are codependent don't realize they're codependent. Um, and I want to urge you and empower you. Um, those are other seminars that we do. We do talk ab- we do stuff around codependency, talk about the signs and, and uh, symptoms of that and what to look out for. Because um, it's codependency, number one, is very hard to detect because we've fooled ourselves thinking that we have a healthy relationship. Even a husband and wife can be codependent, okay? Boyfriend and girlfriend can be codependent. And the thing is, it's very deceiving. If you find yourself and you can't say no to someone because you're fearful that they're going to get angry at you for saying no, that's one sign of codependence. We should be able to say no to one another and be okay. All right? Yeah. Yes, brother?
2: How can you balance uh, you know, showing unconditional love for your child, you know, complete understanding and empathy, without ever condoning or yeah. justifying uh, the right
0: Yeah, huh. It's a great question. Well, all I can share with you is firsthand what my mother did for me. Reminiscent there? Okay. <laughs> so well, my sister has seen it. She's she was there when my mom struggled. And um my mom had gotten information from someone else. And that's usually not a really nice way for parents to find out for one to have to find out from secondary sources. But sometimes Depending on the situation, it would probably have been the best way for the parent to find out. It depends. Right? It's a case to case basis. My mom found out from someone else, and by God's grace, she she had a process of denial. We we had talked about this too. My poor mother, she was going through a lot. My dad had a stroke, and here I am coming out to her. Um politically proud, I was involved in a play. She had called me, and she told me about this information that she got from this person. And, uh, and I was telling, and she wasn't really direct about it, and I didn't pick up on what she was trying to tell me. And I started telling her about how I was involved in this play, and I was playing a mom with two gay children. And, um, and she asked, why are you in this play? Why, why are you doing this? And that's how I came out to my mom. I said, because I'm gay. I'm, and that's how what I said. And she was very quiet on the phone. Um, I could hear her crack. Her, She was starting to cry. Um, and she did tell me, yeah, you're not going to go to heaven. And um, she hung up, and we didn't talk for a while after that. And during that time, my brother and my sister were witnesses to her struggle. My father, um, her crying at night, and just really worried for me. Um, and my brother later on told me a story of how there was something on TV, and it was the news, and they were showing, I think, gay pride festivities and stuff. And my mom started yelling at the TV and was just like, "They're gonna go to hell, you know," and she just. She blew up in anger. Um, And my brother stood up and said, do you realize you're talking about your own daughter? And my brother walked away. And my brother was really upset that my mom's reaction was like that. And that's when it hit my mom. Yeah, she's still my daughter. She's still my daughter. So... My mom didn't say too much after that to me. Um, I think it was just one shock after another. Um, I know she was praying for me. She said she was praying for me, that she was there for me, that she loved me. That was her next phone call to me. And then she met my partner, and then she found out. So she's continuing to pray for me. And then the next thing she finds out is that me and my partner are going to artificially inseminate and have a child. So just imagine my mother, my poor mom. She's praying and praying, and it's just getting worse and worse, right? Um, And that was really hard for her. But you know what? When my daughter was born, and we had my daughter at home, and uh, I legally adopted her, my mom was right there. My mom was there, and she just continued to pray. And that's the thing. God holds a mother's prayer in a very special place. Parents, in general, but a mother's prayer and her tears are held in a very special place in God's heart. And he's not going to fail her. And it didn't take... It took my mother's prayers for 20-something years. But when my daughter had a birthday, my mom was there. Um, when we got her, um, when, the, when the adoption went through, she was there. When we went to get her social security number, my mom was there. And we have pictures of my mom carrying my, my daughter. Um, my mom was just there. My mom was just present though I know I could only imagine looking back how it just ached her heart. But there were times where my mom was genuinely happy and joyful with us. And seeing that really touched me. And God planted seeds in my heart constantly because of my mom's patience, my mom's love for me, her unconditional presence. And that's what helps? As, and this is with a scenario with a child that has really just made the decision and, and live is living the lifestyle, has a partner. We're left just to be present. We're forced in a situation to just love and be unconditionally present in their lives, staying connected making sure that they're welcome in your home. My mom welcomed my partner in her home. And it was natural that we did not do anything that would disrespect my mom's home. But she she knew my partner. She respected her. She invited her over. And that said a lot to me about how much my mom loved me. Me and my mom had a really rough relationship. It was ugly for a long time, especially growing up, because of what happened to me when I was younger. I was molested. She knew who the perpetrator was, and she caught the perpetrator in the act of molesting me. What mother knows what to do with that? And that had put a strain on our relationship as mother-daughter and me being the eldest. We had it hard. And God, even to this day, there's still some challenges. You know, we deal with the codependency. We deal with the operating from guilt. And sometimes parents don't realize that we cause our children to operate from guilt. And that's not good. That is not good. And even to this day, the Lord is really repairing and healing our relationship and, and seeing my mother's brokenness for what it is. We're not, we're far from perfect.
1: Right? Right,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> You know, our our mother,-hmm, she's with our ministry too. And I remember in church, she was in Sabbath school, and they were talking about homosexuality, and someone was being, you know. You well, know, it's just not right. The Bible says, and, you know, they're going to go to hell. My mom stood up, and she said, You know what? You're talking about my daughter, and I love her. And when I saw that, I knew that God was working in her heart. She helps moms today that have a struggle dealing with their son and daughter.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah, and um, I remember her telling me that. And I think it's really important to parents to realize, even though your child has made the decisions they've made, that is no excuse for you to not defend them. Do you remember Moses? And they were in the wilderness, and God said, okay, I'm done with you. It was a test, right? God was like, I'm going to just start all over again. What did Moses do? Exactly. Moses stood. Stood in the middle. He says, Lord, if you're going to do that, wipe me out too. That's how we should treat our children. We need to defend them because you know what you're defending? Not their choices. You're not compromising. You're not giving in. What you're defending is their opportunity to salvation. Defend their opportunity to salvation. And that's the way it should be with our friends, our coworkers, strangers off the street, people in the church. Let's not forget that. We are all going to church because we're all broken. We're not going to church because we're holy. And you know what's so sad? I went to an evangelism school just recently and talked to a couple of kids and I counseled them. You know what came out of their mouth? They said to me, well, I have to, I've been told I have to be healed before I can help people. I said, mercy, no, you helping others is part of your healing. I see a hand there, sister. Sorry. What you were talking about the
1: mom being there for your daughters, whatever, all the, um, maybe even a question. I'm afraid friend who is homosexual. And they and their partner are not
5: married. But I have thought about what if they were not married, should I go? Should I be there? And I don't want to
0: support that. Okay, I know we're a little bit over time, but let's do this one last scenario. Thank you. We'll address it now. We'll do this last scenario and end, and let's get to lunch. Uh, Remember, there is a counseling session this afternoon. Anyone who would like to counsel with us, we do. We are going to limit time. Uh, Some may need more time. We could. We will still meet with you. Um, But um, yeah, we just need to know how many people we are going to sign up for later on. Um, So we're going to do this quick scenario, and then we're going to go. Is that okay, everyone? I know we went a little over. Sister, real quick. We'll we'll address that real quick.
5: Right.
0: Right. Of course. That's a good okay. Let's do the wedding scenario, and then we got to get to lunch.
1: Guess what? What? I'm gonna get married. Really? Yes, Diana and I are going to get married. Diana, oh, I want you? you to come. You got to come. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. Yeah, wow.
0: Bye. So, uh, no, I I would love to be there.
1: Um, but can I um get back to you on that? Cuz I I just got to look at my When is it? Well, just let me know because you know we have you have to RSVP, RSVP, okay? Um, it's going to be well, we want it really soon, in about six months.
0: Oh, okay. So a lot of planning and stuff. Huh? Yeah. Okay.
1: Will you
0: help me? Oh, wow. I would love to, but know, Can I get back to you on that? Can you give me a specific date so that I can know?
1: Okay. Um. Hopefully, maybe within the few weeks. In a few weeks. Can yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of okay. course. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, I'm really happy for you, though. Yes. You seem so, looks so happy. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we want to have kids, you know? Really? Yeah. You we know, like want the whole thing and the white picket fence. Wow. Wow. Kids though, can you explain to
0: me how that's going to work? Well, I'm sorry. I'm just a little naive. I am not
1: We just want a family, you know? Yeah. We want kids, we want to raise them. So nurture that's Is
0: that by the artificial insemination? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Danielle's going to have it. Diane's gonna get pregnant. I can't wow.
0: have kids. Oh so. wow. I'm so I just feel so overwhelmed like wedding and children all at the same time.
1: <laughs> um Well that's later down the road. Of
0: course, of course. But you know, we have years, this vision. So. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, are you gonna tell people at church?
1: Um I don't think so. Hmm. It's just going to be, you know, my family, my immediate family, you know, our friends, our close friends. I don't know about telling the church. How come? Because I know, you know, they feel they're they're against homosexuality. How can I tell them? Yeah, that must be difficult. You seem kind
0: of puzzle i'm just thinking too is like how you know because i i go to church and um and we've been close for a long time and i think i could tell you this and i yeah but you know what we could talk about this another time i'm you seem just really happy and i don't want to burst your bubble so let's let's hang let's go have lunch next week how
1: about that okay Okay, maybe you'll cool. know by then? Yeah, yeah, totally, okay. yeah. You have to let me know. I will, okay. yeah. Because I totally want you there. Yeah, bring. You're Diana. like one of my best friends. Awesome. No, bring Diana, too. Let's go all, all have yeah. lunch. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, and I'll, I'll bring um, bring my husband.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll
0: yeah. just yeah. yeah. have lunch. Cool. Awesome, cool. Awesome. Thanks for telling you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we kind of gave... One of the things is... <laughs> One of the, yeah. So you know what I did there? I bought time. I bought time to pray. I bought time to study. I bought time to just spend with the Lord on this, on this. Okay, so if we're ever confronted with this, it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to give an answer right away. Do not let the enemy make you feel disempowered. She's elated, she's happy, she's sharing really good news. Do you really want to burst that bubble? No. No. The conversation that will need to take place does not need to happen right at that time. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Okay? But this buys you time to study to pray, to understand what God wants you to do. But guess what? We're not going to tell you to go or not to go. This is a personal conviction. Uh, The things to take into consideration is what are you, if attending a gay wedding, what will that, what are you endorsing? Um, There are other people that I've talked to that, have been not only invited to a gay wedding, but has been asked to be part of the bridal party. What do you do? I've I've talked to people who have been asked to be the godparents to a same-sex marriage. What do you do? You're signing a legal document. You're endorsing something. Um, But those are things to take into consideration. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you going or not going is wrong or right. It is a personal conviction. There are ways to have conversations. I see your hand, sister. Um, There are ways to have conversations with uh, the couple or with this person and tenderly say, look, you know what, I'm happy that you're happy and you've found someone to love. Um... And I would love for you and Diana uh, to come over sometime. Um, But for right now, I can't. I'm not going to be able to go to the wedding. And leave it at that. Let them ask why. Do not give information that's not asked for. Okay? You don't need to explain yourself or justify yourself. Only if they want to know. Because if they're asking, that's automatically giving you permission to tell them. Do not give information. Oh, I can't go because I don't believe in it. I would really love you and Diana to come and have dinner sometime at our house. Um, But for right now, I'm not going to be able to make it. And sometimes they won't ask why. Because they already know. So you don't want to leave a point of contention there, right? You're leaving a gateway that's open. So sometimes people have respond and say, oh, man, I'm so happy for you. I'm sorry. I won't be able to make it, though. But can you and Diana come over to the house for dinner after? Maybe when you come back from the honeymoon or something? How's, how, how'd that sound? Mm-hmm. Right? You, didn't, you don't need to explain why. That could come later on. Your intention is to maintain connection and that you're not showing any prejudice. You're not showing any, you're inviting both of them to come over to the house for dinner to cook a meal for them and, you know, know them a little bit more. Build, continue the trust building. The ant, you defending your faith will come eventually. But don't let the enemy make you feel forced into doing that.
4: Right,
0: and whether it comes when that time comes, where you, they, they're probably going to confront you and say, "Look, really seriously, why didn't you go to the wedding? How come you couldn't go?" And I'm going to just say, "Well, you guys know that I'm a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, and I don't, I don't see myself any better than anyone. Um, I'm just really convicted that." Um, it would not be coinciding with what I believe. Mm. But I want you and Diana to know that I care for you guys and I love you guys and I'm here for you guys. How's that sound? Yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sister, you had your head up there. Well, she's only 14. So... Uh, yeah, I'm observing that she likes boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, I want to tell you a conversation that I had with my daughter when she was only nine. We were driving in the car, and I don't know what to, why the topic was, but I talked. We were talking about all oh, getting married and all this, you know, this stuff. I don't know why, because I guess because someone was getting married in the church, and we were just talking about it. And then all of a sudden, she turned to me. She says, but mom, what if I'm gay? And immediately, the Holy Spirit told me, stay calm. Don't react. And I turned over to her, and I said, so? And she goes, huh. And I said, you're still my daughter. I'm going to be there for you, and I love you. And I'm driving, but of course my heart's going, and I'm thinking, Lord, I
1: gotta say something, I gotta say something, what do I say, what do I say?
0: And then, you know, she's nine, what do you say to a nine year old? And so, but I was so convicted, and, and then the Holy Spirit goes, okay, now, okay, now, but what do I say? So I look at her and I said, but sweetheart, and it just came out naturally. And I nudged her like this I said, sweetheart, you know what the Bible means. Teaches right. I said, oh, I know, Mom. I said, "Okay, you want to get some ice cream?" She was okay. Their attention span is that short, <laughs> and you change the subject really quick. <laughs> but you know what? Just trust that she planted a seed, right? Um, some of you may know already that my I don't have my daughter all the time. I only have her one weekend a month and a month in the summer and she's got it pretty hard she's suffering the consequences of my choices and I'm faced with that every day you know and the enemy wants me to fall into that trap of guilt and depression which I still struggle with but my hope is in Jesus one more question, and we gotta go because it's lunch time. I want to share Bible verse Jeremiah 1 9. The Lord took forth his hand and touched my mouth,
5: and the Lord said unto God, Behold, I have put my words in my mouth. We have to trust that when we gave the prayer, like this, the Holy Spirit will give us the right words and the right.
0: Amen. 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 That whoever we come in contact with, God would give us the words and show us when the right time will be. Amen? Let us pray and let's get to lunch because I'm hungry. <laughs> Dear Father in heaven, Lord, I just want to thank you for this time that we were able to share with our brothers and sisters um, certain scenarios. And, oh, Father, that we have become more clear and um, our eyes and our minds and our hearts have been open more to how you want to love us and how we can love people to Jesus and that um, transformation in your love is is not impossible father thank you so much that we are willing to be pliable in your hands father may we continue to be pliable in your hands may we continue to look out for that still small voice father in that we shall not be overcome by fear but by truth Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
2: This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a
1: website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.